Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Dan Williams, the president of business development and partner at Owner's Pride, as well as the host of the Owner's Pride podcast. Dan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Um, can you just elaborate on that of you know where you are in your business today, who you serve, you know, what's going on? Well, Owner's Pride, uh, we make car detailing chemicals. So everything from rinseless washes to car wash soaps and sealants. And our really kind of our big claim to fame in our industry is we're the only company that has fully compliant and legal warranties that follow the rules of the Magnus and Moss Act of 1975 and the Federal Trade Commission. Nice. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. <laughs> so what kind of um, people do you do you work with? Who who do you enjoy um, growing your business alongside? So we both serve uh, DIY people. So everybody who would wash their own car in the driveway. Um, and we have products that are simple for them to use. We like to say we have professional products without the professional problems. But our main bread and butter is working with a business-to-business client of small business owner detail shops and mobile detailers Mm -hmm. um, all across the United States, Canada, and we're also in Mexico. And currently, we're uh, looking to expand into across the pond. But um, our main bread and butter is the American um, detailed businesses that we work with, both to supply them products, as I mentioned before, as well as business coaching and helping them really realize their true potential as a profit partner with us. Nice. Let's, let's just go into that profit partner. So these people, how have you been able to sort of grow that side of your business? Well, for one thing, we offer, you know, a really great, efficient line of products. Um, And that warranty program that we have, I like to tell all the guys who are owners, pride authorized installers, they have an arrow in their quiver that nobody else can can match them with. And um, I think if you're trying to set up a business and you're looking at it for the long term, the more legal and and compliant and and following the rules that are Mm -hmm. laid out for everybody the better chance that you have to really thrive and grow. Mm -hmm. Excuse my ignorance in in this particular industry, but how can you be the only one compliant in this area? Surely everyone should be compliant, right? Well, it's kind of the wild, wild west, actually. Um, Warranty sales are heavily regulated through car dealerships because they do such mass volume and it's so much, you know, such big numbers. So they're very heavily regulated by the Federal Trade Commission and the Magnuson Moss Act. Um, 
in the world of detailing and the small detail shops, most of the companies, it's kind of, you know, they, they're, they're flying a little under the radar um, where they have a warranty, but it doesn't follow those compliance rules, you know, where it, it will have a proper admin, an insurance mm-hmm. company back it, an aggregate. Um, and we have the only written express warranty that has all of the tools on it that need to be there to be compliant. Beautiful. So that's what sets you apart. That's why you are the trusted partner with this. Absolutely. Beautiful. Love that. Now let's talk about um, your role in this. So how did you, how did you become part of this? How is this where you are right now with the products and also with the coaching? So I have to kind of go back to 2004. I started a detailing business of my own. Um, I had been a a waiter. I was in my early 30s and it was kind of getting to that point of life where bringing people iced tea just didn't feel as as rewarding (laughs) as it once did. My family was pushing me really hard to go into management. Uh I just didn't see myself in that role. Uh, So I started a detailing business with $1,100 and I built that business up over 12 and a half years. During that time, I had become a consultant with another company in our space called OptiCoat. And um, at at one point, the CEO of that company told me it was time I should sell my business and come on board full time. So I worked my way up from a regional manager and um, I developed an entire F&I compliant program for that company. And that's where I learned about all the warranty compliance stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, During that time there, Damon Gray was one of my customers in Omaha, Nebraska with his detail shop called Owner's Pride Detail Shop. And at some point, uh, they decided they wanted to have their own chemical line and their own detail program like we um, have. So they tapped me to come over and be a part of this company. So Damon Gray, our founder, who was one of my customers when I was with the last company, invited me to be a part of his dream. And um, and it came, you know, because I had a lot of connections and I knew mm. how to set up one of these programs. It, it, it was very rewarding and it came with a an equity position in the company. And um, and here we are two and a half years or just coming into year number three next month uh, later, launched three weeks before COVID struck and shut down the world. We had exponential growth through the first year and the second year. And it's just been an incredible ride and I'm having a blast. Oh, that sounds and, fantastic. And Damon, and... if you're watching, thank you again for inviting me to be a part of your dream. Uh, this is, ah. it's, it's made my dreams. Oh, fantastic. And you got your podcast and you've, you, you're reaching out and sharing wisdom, advice, um, connections, relationships, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I did a podcast with my old company called the Optimum Synergy Podcast. And when I came to this company, they wanted me to continue on. So it was uh, very much in the same vein. We have a one part where we call it behind the buffer. And that is every other week, we really shine the light on a detail shop in our network and talk about their business journey from the very first time they ever touched a car uh, Mm -hmm. up until where their business is going into the future. And, and then the other interviews uh, on the, on the off week from that are more of a, an interview like this, where it's a, a, a long format interview where I bring in people from outside of the industry often. That's mm-hmm. kind of what makes our show a little different. I don't just have the same fellas from the detail world come in and everybody kind of, you know, stroke each other's ego. 
I bring in somebody from PPG or Sherwin-Williams auto paint to talk about auto paint, or, you know, maybe somebody from Charles Schwab or an investment person or a, a mental health professional to really help give great information to our audience. Nice, because it is a whole ecosystem of of business and of, of life. You said there about the there's the business journey, but it's also about the personal journey. Us as as business owners, as you know, partners, as you know, high level you know, people within the company, we want to make sure that you know, we take care of ourselves. And it's a it is a journey to get here. So, how has your personal journey been as you've come into this role? Well, I've learned a lot of lessons along the way from growing my own business for 12 and a half years and, and selling that, which was uh, pretty incredible. It's a lot of people have trouble selling a detailing business, actually, but I was able to do that. Um, learned a lot of lessons, learned, you know, learned some lessons of what to look out for that are are not great things coming from your company and mm-hmm. try to make sure that all of those situations never happen in, in a, something that I'm a part of. Could you makes any just sense. briefly maybe touch upon a couple of those and say, you know, without going into too much detail, if you don't want to, but what, what are those kind of lessons? What was the category? What, where were they? Well, you, you know, you, you want to make sure that the company that you're working for is taking care of you and that they've give you enough money that you can pay your bills and that it comes with some insurance, you know, in case anything ever happens. And Mm. there's sometimes if you're working with a company and there's some of those red flags where they're not offering those and they don't really care about your personal growth and your security into the future, you have to find those situations Mm. and sidestep them. And with the company, with owner's pride um, under the helm of Damon Gray, I feel much more secure in my life and my future. And if I get sick, I have insurance. And that's really neat. Safety and security, the basic human need that we all have. So sounds like with you, with your personal growth is, it's important to you. Absolutely. I I mean, I, I honestly, some people say they love what they do for a living. I cannot imagine doing anything that's more fulfilling than what I get to do, you know? And maybe in the big, huge world, I'm nobody, but in the microcosm of detailing, my opinion is respected and, and and I'm somebody in this world. And being able to step in and help business guys who who may not be business people yet, because it's a really low threshold to get into the world of auto detailing, okay. but to help them actually learn the business side of things and start to scale their business and realize their potential of what they can actually be and have. Um, that's, there's really nothing more rewarding for me. Like I, I don't, I'm, I'm almost 54 years old and I didn't have any children. So a lot of the guys that I work with are in their twenties and, you know, I, I, I feel just as proud of them as if they were my own kid when they hit those goals and they, and they start growing. Oh man. Love that. Love that. Um, one thing you said offline that you, know, you love what you do, but you're guilty of working maybe too hard sometimes. I think that's mm-hmm. the, the curse of the the passionate entrepreneur. Can you, you just expand a bit more about what, what that looks like and how that does, it does impact you? Yeah, well, I do spend a lot of time. I work from home and I travel. So I do trainings and I travel. Um, 
and do conventions but most of my work is done on the telephone and on the computer and mm -hmm. i do sometimes get a little too engrossed with it it's for somebody who's disciplined working from home is incredible i mean imagine skipping all of the office politics skipping the drive the commute to and from work mm -hmm. um you can just you can get so much done but if you are really into what you're doing it's also very easy to overwork and not put up those boundaries and ignore some of the stuff like taking your dog for a walk or paying attention to your spouse or you know those kind of things so I do have to often try to keep myself in check and my wife Angel does a pretty good job trying to keep me in check for that too <laughs> nice. yeah this is a, a blessing and a curse right as most things but with the duality of everything it is beautiful but it can be tough so with that side of your business, the way you're going right now, where is, where's your focus and where is the challenge that's going to bleed into business and, and personal for you? Well, I always am saying I'll take my foot off of the gas when I hit some metric and then that, that comes and goes and I'm like, I can't take my foot off of the gas. Yeah. And you, you know, you look at what it takes to be successful. If if you don't, you get out of things what you put into them. And mm -hmm. to be part of something that's really growing and thriving, you have to, you know, if you have a plant, you have to water it. Um, mm -hmm. And maybe you get to a point one day where somebody else and you can pay somebody else to come and be your gardener, but well, I'm, we're just not there yet. We're, we're still growing going into year number three. So I'm pedal to the metal. Nice. So it's it's a lot of work on on you. It's a lot of pressure and and an action for you to take. So you're not quite at that point where you're really letting go, delegating, putting off off the work as you grow forward. That's kind of where you are right now. Yeah. Well, we have three other partners in this company, mm -hmm. and everybody has their own you know part that they're doing, and and everybody's hyper focused on their part uh, that they're contributing. So for the part that I'm working on, it's just got to keep full core press. And how's how's that relationship working with the other partners? What does that look like? Uh, it's really good. They all live in Omaha. I'm the only person that doesn't live in Omaha, Nebraska, where the company is. Um, I don't think it would be as cool if I had to live in Omaha. <laughs> I'm here in how, San Diego. How dare you say that? <laughs> But um, they all live there. Um, so mm -hmm. you know, we we talk on the phone. We have a, a meetings on Mondays and Fridays, and pretty much everybody's got their their mission that they're working on, and and they all just kind of you know, it's like a several horses coming out of a chute, and everybody's in their own lane, just taking care of their own of their own lane. So it works out really well. Nice, love that. So in your in your downpipe, as I call it, or your areas, the people that you, you're coaching through to build and and you sell and use and you know, grow their businesses. What would you say is the biggest um, belief or the biggest challenge that they come up against that you're like, oh, if I could just squash this for everyone, it'd be so much easier. They always have the same kind of challenges. What 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 are those? Well, I, I'll be quite honest. It's the, really the basic fundamentals. So. Everybody that I work with that I coach, they hit me and they say, I need my phone to ring. I need to get more leads. And this is going to sound really kind of rudimentary, but it, this is really the truth. So the first few questions I ask people are, do you use a CRM and do you have a sales process? 
by a sales process, I mean a set of repeatable steps that you can take anybody from a lead to a repeat customer. And um, 95% of the people answer with what's a CRM. So again, it's very easy to get into the world of auto detailing. If you have a bucket and some soap and a towel, you can essentially call yourself a detailer, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. um, so really starting with those fundamentals and I say, well, we can get you all the leads in the world, but if you can't organize them and you know, we can't run an email nurture campaign out of the back and we don't have a, a process to try to close the sales, we're not going to be doing, we're not going to be efficient and so really that's where it always starts every time. Beautifully put. Um, I can't tell you the amount of people we speak to that it's systems and processes. That is the way to build a, a company. You, you can't do it without. I mean, you can try, but the overwhelm, the mistakes, the, the stress, it's just not achievable. It's not scalable. My business coach, Walt Dabrowski, it says, uh, even a bad process is better than no process. <laughs> Love that. Love that. So with these systems and processes, once these are in place, um, what kind of speed do you see your, your clients getting through from nothing through to this? So I think, and I don't know if this is across all different businesses, but Something that I really see is these guys come in and they listen to what you're saying, but getting them to do the homework that it takes. I think you can go to any business. You could go to Mark Cuban and have him as your business coach. And all that person can really do is kind of give you ideas of what you need to do, point you in the right direction, and then nudge you from behind. You, yeah. you have to pick up the ball and do the work yourself. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes I see guys not actually doing the work. They think that they can just listen to somebody and that it's going to change everything in their life. And yeah. um, so uh, honestly, that's the biggest pain point that I see is, you know, uh, the 40% the of people who do the homework and they actually start realizing their poten potential and growing their business and scaling. Um, super rewarding, very frustrating for the guys who don't. <laughs> it's that age old um, statement that it's not about knowledge, it's applied knowledge. You can tell, you can coach, you can teach, but I think this is, this is the, um, the good news is it's all on you. The bad news is it's all on you. So to understand that you, you have control, that's the one thing you do have control over, not the results, not anything external, but you have control over what you do. So for you saying that it's, it's about them actually doing and applying it and you can, you can push and nudge all you want. So what's your technique? What's your strategy to get people to actually do and apply? Obviously the amazing knowledge that, that you have. Well, it, with the guys who won't, I, here's what really, I think where they get really stuck, they get a CRM and they become overwhelmed because, you know, you, it's it's a little bit tricky to get, figure out how to use it and to get all of your information into it um, and to figure out how to make it actually work for you. And I tell these guys, like with that one piece, I, we don't get compensated to use, to tell anybody to use anybody. And there's several that are in our space that are specifically for detailing. And I, it doesn't matter to me which one you go to, you just have to get one and implement it. Um, but, but 
the guys who do, they're the ones who the, the light comes on and they start to grow. There's really nothing that you can do. I mean, I, I'm, you can't call and nag these guys. They're my customers as well. You know, I, I can't get mad at them, but it, it, it is frustrating to watch some guys who will not do what needs to be done. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and so rewarding to watch the guys who do what needs to be done flourish. Yeah. I think this is, we are all guilty of this in, in some parts. So when we see um, some people doing it, some people not, um, can you share where, where in your life, whether it's personal or professional, where are you not doing what you know you need to do, but you just can't? Where, where are you guilty of this? Um, well, I try to um, make myself get to the gym and keep moving around. And sometimes it's easy to kind of fall out of that habit. Hmm. And um, then I go a couple of weeks without, and then I have to get back in there. Um, so, so, you know, being physically healthy is very, very important. And, uh, you know, that's probably one area where I, where I do. And sometimes I do put too much uh, effort into my work and maybe ignore some of the things going on on the outside that I need to be applying more attention to like family issues and, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Workaholic. So, yeah. <laughs> but you, again, this is the, the two sides of the same coin, having that passion. You love what you do. You love the impact that it's having. But as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, we know that this impact can be beautiful out there, but with ourselves, with our health and our relationships and our family, this is the this is the the next level challenge um after we've started to build our business to the point where we're like oh look at it look at it go it's doing so well oh i've i've forgotten this stuff over here it's um when did you start to have that realization that oh i need to pay more attention I need to juggle more or try and find a, a better way well, I guess I've had family members maybe pointed out before, and but I say the same thing. I'm like, hey, you know, you don't get to where you don't come from where I came from in life and get to where I am and where I want to go if you're not putting it, if you're not pouring it all in and you, you get out of things what you put into them and, and having a, a positive state of mind and and believing that you can do things and, and applying yourself to make them happen. That's the only way to make it happen. Nice. Nice. Um, on the flip side, you, if you overwater the plant, it's going to be swimming and it's going to drown. So needing to find the right balance. And I think balance is from what I gather from our conversation, it's, it's all about balance, trying yeah. to balance between how we serve our clients, what, how we can ethically beautifully push, help people forward. And we can't save everyone. You can't help everyone, right? Yeah. People that aren't going to put in the work for themselves, you really can't do much with. Nice. So with, with this year, where's, where's your focus going to be over the next sort of couple of months and for the year ahead? Well, as for our company in the big picture, um, we're really trying to grow and scale the company, get, you know, more global expansion we're looking to going into europe this year and um you know more world domination with our products growing our network of installers here in the united states and for mm -hmm. me personally 
um, growing the podcast and reaching a wider audience um, and being able to spread what what we have and our, and our brand name with that, as well as my personal, you know, my personal brand of Dan Williams, getting that more known as well, because um, mm-hmm. that does nothing but good for you and in, in the long term. And um, really, that's kind of the that's kind of the deal. Nice. Just growing the company. What about personal goals? Because we can't negate this side of our of our lives as as business owners, as entrepreneurs. Yeah, and gosh, I, you, I like having since I sold my own business. I came from working in restaurants and then having my own business, and there was no vacations. I will tell you, I'm a big fan of that paid vacation thing that has come over the last say seven years of my life since I've gone to work for companies. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of that, and I do take those vacations. Um, and I really, really enjoy it. Nice. Nice. Well, here's to many, many more. Dan, this has been fantastic to talk about your journey, what you're doing. Um, it's been a pleasure. If people want to get to know you a bit more and more about your company, where can they find you? Well, you can find me on social media, either LinkedIn or Facebook under Dan Williams, D-A-N-N Williams. Uh, as well as you can Google Owner, Owner's Pride Podcast. It's available everywhere. We will have our own YouTube channel starting February 2nd. And um, I'm I'm very easy to get a hold of. Ownerspride.com is our website. It's probably easier to, not, I don't even know what I was going to say. <laughs> That's how you find me. <laughs> That's how you find him. Absolutely. So, um, Dan, super. Thank you for sharing and being vulnerable and uh, yeah, just giving some cool, cool advice. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. See you next time. Bye.